Should we talk about it? So, uh, rumors are. Wrestling yeah. overtime, guys. We're officially in the wrestling overtime. We have been on. We've been, we've been talking for way over an hour now. It's been an hour and about 10 minutes, 11 minutes. Uh, wrestling overtime. Let's talk about it. CM Punk's gone from AEW, but rumors have already specul have already run a running rampant about uh, CM Punk possibly returning to WWE. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, bro? I want to say I have a very I feel very positive about it because. This can't be the way Punk ends his professional wrestling career. Like no. he went away for seven years, came back, thought maybe, hey, I I need to end this on my in my on my terms, my way. Um, for him to go out this way, getting fired from AEW, I think maybe this was a blessing in disguise, like I said earlier, in order for him to come come back home. And my thing is, though, I don't think WWE is doing so well right now with all their stars. They have they have pretty good stories going on. I feel like, yeah, um, a couple of good stories. I wouldn't say they have a lot of great stories. Like the Bloodline storyline has kind of dipped since Roman Reigns left, or since he's taken a leave of absence. Well, since Jimmy turned on Jay, I feel like is when it all went downhill. Yeah. Um. But I feel like in order for Punk to, if he wants to come back, I think he's going to have to make that phone call. I don't think WWE is going to reach out to him. Um, I know it's almost been 10 years since he left. Yeah. So a lot of time has passed, and I feel like maybe he is willing to come back talk to people and try to make things right with whoever he needs to make things right with. Um, because that, that whole, that locker room, that company is a whole lot different than AEW and, um, a lot less toxic, a lot less drama. And I'm sure people would be willing to work with him. Nobody would be trying to undercut him and, you know, basically kick him out of the company. Well, I mean, you can't. Like Triple H is running a tight ship as far as like Right, exactly. You're not gonna you're not gonna fucking try to undercut people here. Uh you know, you're not you know, we're we're bringing him in. We're investing money in this person. Don't fucking make us spend all this money for some I don't know whoever if 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 CM Punk comes back to the WWE, whoever he feuds with coming out like if he, you try to undercut him and try to cause problems it's like motherfucker, we're we're spending money to bring him here, and you're trying to cause problems with him. Why? Right. Why? You know. You're gonna make so much more money if somebody like CM Punk comes into your company, and <clears throat> I feel like Triple H. Triple H is a smart man, and I think regardless of what happened all those years ago, I feel like that's probably water under the bridge for him. And I don't know about Vince, but. If I was running the company, like if I was in Triple H's shoes, I'd be like, "What can I do with this guy?" Because, you know, he's. Th- is there a no? Is there a no non-compete clause? I don't think so. From every, from what I've heard, there is no non-compete clause. Okay, because I wasn't sure because I was reading all these different things, but but um, because if you're getting fired with cause, I would feel like that would mean like you're officially gone from the company without any, yeah. you know, I don't know. Without pay. Yeah. You know, it's one, it's, if you're released, like if you like, you let your contract uh, expire, there is a no non-compete clause. Yeah. You know, or if you choose not to resign, that's the thing. If you choose not to resign with a company and you leave on your own, like as soon as your contract is up, no, no, there, there usually is a, a, a like a no, like a non-compete clause. But because he got outright fired, I'm pretty sure he could just show up to Raw tomorrow <laughs> if he wanted to. <laughs> but um, but like what you were saying, like you know, at some point, in, like in that moment when Punk was at Raw uh, backstage, there was a moment where he did actually speak with Triple H, and Triple H was like, "Hold on, I gotta make sure I'm allowed to speak to you." <laughs> and then that's when security took him out. He's like, "I don't wanna, I don't wanna make it seem like we're tampering." 
you went out because apparently WWE has been accused by AEW of trying to tamper with, like, trying to talk to people about coming over to WWE. Apparently. I don't know. That's Tony Khan. That, Tony Khan said it. So I don't know how true it is. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, I think just with that small interaction where, where Triple H sees Punk, he could have been like, hey, get the fuck out. But apparently they were very cordial. They could be, a, a, you know, uh, water under the bridge, like you said. And again, see, uh, Triple H is like, like you said, he's a very smart guy. Like, you know, as far as um, his booking has been, I would say it's a, it's very good. It's story based. A lot of his booking is story based, um, and that's what I like about stuff with Punk is that a lot of a lot of Punk, a lot of the great stuff that Punk does is usually story based, has a great story behind it, and again, he can either come back at Survivor Series in Chicago where people would expect it, or Harrison Punk I'd wait to the Royal Rumble. Because it would be then 10 years. Because that was the last time they saw him was at the Royal Rumble in 2014. 10 years later, comes back at the Royal Rumble. Boom. That's, 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 uh, that's full circle, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a good story um, already right there. You know? um, and I think WWE right now has the perfect structure for somebody like CM Punk. I feel like when Vince was in charge, there was that lack of like, we expect you to work every day. You're making us a lot of money, so we expect you to do all this stuff. CM Punk is now at that level where I don't even want him to come back full time. I want him to come back in little pockets. Like he just needs to be a guy. He needs to, like kind of like a Brock Lesnar contract. He needs to have the Brock Lesnar treatment. I'm like, you know. I don't care what anybody says. He needs to have that kind of treatment because his star power only works if he's there little by little, not every week. And where I think AEW booked him wrong was that they had him there every week. And while it's admirable, I, I mean, I, you know, I call it admirable because CM, CM Punk chose that, you know, at the same time, it pokes holes in a little bit of like, like, oh, you clearly don't know what to do with CM Punk when it comes week to week. But if you were like to just do this like segment with MJF, wait a couple months, do this thing with uh, Hangman Adam Page, wait a couple months, do this thing with John Moxley, it'd be a lot better than him having to wrestle just random matches in between those rivalries, right? And I think he works better under a a good structure. For as much as he complained about the WWE structure, I think he worked very well in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it worked for him. And I think he's gotten older. He's matured in a way to where he probably looks at that as like, you know what? Fuck. Like I, you know, I am more of a structured person now. Like I maybe want more structure than I than I care to admit. Right? Like we all change in ten years. So he probably looks at that as like, you know what? They've changed, like, the WWE has changed a lot, too. Like, when you're injured, you're injured, you know? We don't fuck with that shit. So it's like, and a lot of that has to kind of do with CM Punk, you know? Whether they, whether the WWE would like to admit it or not, a lot of their medical protocols have been because of that, because it was kind of spotlighted, you know, when CM Punk left. And now nobody can complain about it because they really do take care of the wrestlers now. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that was the other thing, too, when he did all those those interviews, like, right after he had walked out, like, one of the things that he talked about was not having, like, a break. You know, he was champion for all those days, like, 434 days, and he was like, as soon as I drop this title, I want a break. But he never really got a break after he dropped that title because he went on to Mania, faced Undertaker, and he had, like, a month off after that and came back. And he, uh, he had, like, see, that was in April, major. And he had, yeah, he had about, like, a month and a half, two months. Yeah. So, like... That, I, you're right. That's the kind of schedule he needs. Like, he's in his mid 40s now. Yeah. So that's the other thing too. Regardless of what he's going to decide to do, like he needs to make that decision pretty soon because he's not getting any younger. So I feel like if he does come back to WWE, it's going to be pretty soon, probably within the next few months. I would say. I would say 
if it's not Chicago, if it's not the Rumble, if it's not like the Raw after Mania or something like that, then I maybe he won't come back. But there's other options, I guess. Well, Impact Wrestling, but that no offense, no offense to Impact Wrestling, but that's kind of like beneath him, I would yeah. say. I mean, I think somebody said it best. It's like if CM Punk came back to Impact Wrestling, it would have to do for it have to be for the love of wrestling because he wouldn't be getting the same amount of money. Yeah. Um, because Ring of Honor and New Japan, well, Ring of Honor is owned by AEW now, yeah. right? And then New Japan is kind of like in business with AEW. Yeah. So that wouldn't. I don't think that would work. No. Um. So I feel like at this moment in time, WWE is the only option if he wants to come back to wrestling. Yeah, I think. Um, well, first of all, I mean, let's talk about like the like if Punk were to go back, you know, obviously, first of all, if I were Triple H, I'd have a <clears throat> serious discussion with all the people who probably would have a problem with CM Punk there. It's probably fifty-fifty, I would say. As far as who wants him there and who doesn't um, want them, I feel I'm, I feel like it's more like twenty five seventy five, like because the twenty five percent of the people that probably would have a problem with him are a lot of older talent because a lot of that other talent that used to work with him aren't there, so I feel like it's a little bit like twenty five maybe thirty percent. So like maybe Kevin Owens and, and maybe Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would have a problem because they're friends with uh, the Bucks. Or I think. I want to say Kevin Owens is more friends with the Bucks than Sami Zayn. I don't know. Sure, I'm not 100% sure. Um, <clears throat> maybe Seth Rollins. Um, but apparently, again, reports. <laughs> <laughs> reports. Um, was that uh, apparently a very big name in WWE wants Sam Punk in WWE. You know, uh, actually was like, hey, we should get him. You know, for uh, let's do something with him. We don't know who this is, right? We don't know who this is. You know, um, it could have been Seth Rollins. You know, it could have been Roman Reigns. It could have been, I mean, who, who else is a big talent in WWE? That's a good thing because if, if it's a big talent and they're like, you know, at the top of the card, if, if they're one of the champions like Seth or Roman and they're telling like, hey, bring Punk in, like that tells you something right there. There's a good chance like. We're gonna see Punk again. Yeah, and um, but yeah, like if I were Triple H, I'd just talk to the people that may have an issue and be like, "Yo, if we bring this guy in, we're not having fucking issues, guys." You know, like I want your input. I want to make sure you guys feel comfortable with it. But at the same time, we're a company. We make decisions. You know, we're not gonna always come out and talk to you guys and ask you how you feel. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna expect you to be professional. We're going to expect you that if we hire somebody and we bring them in, everybody here is going to act professional. None of this bullshit that ha- – like, especially now with a- with what's happened in AEW, they're going to be like, hey, if you want to work for AEW, there's the fucking door. If you want to be a part of that drama shit, go to AEW, right? <laughs> it's like it would be one of those things where it's like w- – right now, WWE has more leverage, you know, and – I think that's why Triple H, whenever they're asked about AEW or whatever, he's not that worried. He's like, you know, <laughs> he's kind of like, we're, come on, guys. Right. What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's one of those situations. Like right now, w, WWE holds all the cards. Um, could they do better things creatively? Of course. Every company could do more creative. I feel like WWE... Isn't does you know there there's no lack of creative there, but they need better creative. Whereas AEW has a strong lack of creative, but the creative stuff that they do have there is usually MJF, mm. and a lot of that stuff I would give it more to MJF for making it work. Like there was there was things that MJF did with Chris Jericho that were entertaining. Like I think during the COVID era, and a lot of it has been anchored by MJF. But here's the problem with having MJF be the only anchor you have for creative um, storylines, his asking price goes way up. And also, if anything happens to him, if he gets injured, God forbid he gets injured, you're fucked. Because who's, like, honestly, like, John Moxley has kind of taken a backseat, in my opinion, 
as far as like a top guy. Like, I'm glad to see that he's champ, you know, whether it's the international championship or whatever. But he hasn't been a part of a storyline, in my opinion, that has been really kind of, I don't know, captivating in a while. Not since the CM Punk shit. <laughs> yeah, because for a while, like, I thought of John Moxley as the face of that company. Like, he was, in my opinion, the biggest, even, even when Punk was there, like, I still felt like Moxley was bigger. Like, when they had their few, like, we can talk about that another time, but, um, like, last year when Punk got injured and Moxley stepped in as champion, and he basically carried the company, like, that whole year while Punk was pretty much injured. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. He's kind of taking a backseat and with the whole Blackpool Combat Club stuff. and um, But, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it it's weird that, like, you got they have someone like John Moxley or Brian Danielson, but they're not the biggest stars there. They're not <clears throat> featured well, you know, and MJF, who's a homegrown talent, is doing way better. And again, like I said, they need to focus on on that. Like if they're gonna run with MJF, they gotta protect him. They gotta make sure nothing ever happens to him. <laughs> you know, like taking that scary bump on the on the ladder on oh, the steps. Jesus, Jesus, fucking Christ, dude! I, like, I thought he dead. I thought he died. <laughs> I thought he died too. I was like, oh my god. Like I was like Adam Cole, what the fuck are you doing? He just murdered him on live TV in front of eighty thousand people. I was like, this is about to turn into a funeral real quick. <laughs> but uh, but it was like I was. I'm deader than you, and you know it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those situations where I'm like, if I'm MJF, out of everybody in the company, MJF is the one that comes out with like a you know, looking great looking like the most reliable person there as far as like storylines, as far as ratings. Um, and as far as that bidding war of 2024, like Tony Khan better pony up that money because at this point there ain't anybody else in that company. And I'm sorry. Cause I love John Moxley. I love Brian Danielson. I love um, uh, Christian cage, but a lot of those guys I feel like are kind of more the tail end of their careers. Like I think Dan Brian Danielson said that this is his last year, mm-hmm. and so it's like, oh, if Brian Danielson's only got one year left, and John Moxley, as much as we love him, but like, you, we either got to feature him better, we got to start doing way better things with with John Moxley than this, you know, Blackpool Combat Club stuff, because if 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 something happens to MJF and Brian Danielson's out in a year, who who's gonna actually anchor? the company who's going to anchor dynamite or collision you know so we they need to start thinking about creating top stars quickly especially young ones you know? i immediately think of darby allen um who else that's that's the first one i go to um who else is um pretty young that's got a bright future there well I, it was jack perry too at one point i thought until that whole incident. Um, um, I would say Sammy Guevara. Swerve. 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 Swerve is like, he's he's mildly young. Like he's still he's a little bit older, but he's still like in in a, in a good spot. He's like I would say this is his prime right now. And if there's anybody that to kind of catapult as a like a top heel right now, it's Swerve. Like that's one of the things that I noticed at All In was like, and we can talk about why why and this is why I think the CM Punk thing overshadowed all in. I think all in was an okay show with a great main event (laughs) as like as terrible as that sounds. And I'll tell you why all the matches on that show were so like boom, 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 boom. Like you didn't have time to breathe. And so when all of these matches are like athletically, just like exhausting they're great, but they're exhausting. It makes for an okay show, right? Because suddenly the main event happens where it's all story. The moves, there were some, there were some crazy moves, yeah. There was some great athleticism in the main event with Adam Cole and MJF. But that's all story. People are invested in the fucking story, right? And so the reason why the CM Punk thing overshadowed all in 
it's not CM Punk. It's not CM. It's not CM Punk's fault. I think it's the booking for All In, and that all of these matches too. A lot of them were multi men matches. There was maybe, I think, one match that was a one on one match, and that was Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. Yeah, and that build up was like it was like a two three week build up. Like they they did nothing to build a lot of these matches up a lot, you know. They yeah. they added people at the very last minute. Like I think they added Christian Cage into the casket match very last minute, like just out of nowhere, you know, just randomly. <laughs> it's like it was one of those situations where I was like, this card looks very thrown together, and the only build up, the only the only two matches that had proper build ups were. Punk and Samoa Joe, which is the first match, and MJF versus Adam Cole, and I'll I'll even say I'll I'll say this too. For as much as people want to hate CM Punk, that first match was really good. I won't say it's great, but it was really good. But if you look at the crowd, the entire crowd was standing the entire time that match was happening, and then they yeah. sat down for the rest of the show. With some people kind of getting up when big things would happen, but for the most of the part, they sat down. Because it's very fucking exhausting when everybody is just moving 100,000%. Right. You need, like, I think that's why WWE has a better structure when it comes to, um, like, live, like, like pay per views or whatever. You know, they give you a really great one at the beginning. They kind of, you know, it dips a little bit sometimes after that second or third match, but then it starts to come back up. You know, like, I'll even say, hell, I'll say this Payback was a good show. Right, it was an alright show, but guess what? Payback got overshadowed by Punk getting fired. <laughs> like a lot of people forgot that Payback was on because Punk got fired. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, Punk. Oh yeah, I, there's a, there is a WWE show I can I can go on Peacock and watch right now. Well, yeah, then people wanted to tune in to Collision just to see what the backlash was going to be. Yeah, with Punk getting fired, and I would say that. Payback had two great matches, and that was the Steel Cage, and then that was the tag team title match. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. You know? For sure. And that's it. And that's why that show got over, <laughs> got overshadowed by Punk, too, because it, it, it didn't feel like a big show. You know? But if you watched it, you know that Trish and, and, and Becky fucking had one of the best Steel Cage matches, I think, we've seen in a while. I would say that was probably my favorite match. That was my, I, dude, I was watching while I was driving. I was like, oh, this shit's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know you know how hard it is for a match to feel good when you're, it's on your phone and you're watching it? I was watching. I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, th- this match has no business. Some good shit. Some good shit. It has, this, has, this match has no business being this great. The story, the story, in my opinion, wasn't even that good. Like, it was all right. It was an yeah. all right story, but at least the buildup was there. That once all the shit was happening in the steel cage, I was like, what the fuck? This is a great match. You know, I was like, I was like, God damn it. Just give it to fucking Trish. I was like, she needs it, uh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's maybe the one thing I would have changed about that match. That's it. It was Trish winning. Um, well, but Becky, I feel like she deserves it too. Like, you know, she's gotten the, 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 what's it called? What's the something stick at the, the, like the tail end of the stick or whatever. Like she's gotten the, the raw shit end, end of the stick, the, the shit end of the stick. Yeah, these past couple of months, like, like just you know being left off shows, being like, like I I feel like this steel cage match was was basically like a fuck you to 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 whoever booked SummerSlam. I was like, yo, we should have been on SummerSlam. We should have had that. Steel, we should have had steel cage on SummerSlam. Yeah, because fucking this match was great. But uh, you know, so they fuck fuck yeah, they worked hard. Um, and then the tag team match, which is fucking great. Like again. Dominic Mysterio fucking <laughs> getting that heat, brother. Dom, Dom. <laughs> yeah, dirty Dom, dude. There's just too many tag matches in AEW. There's too many groups. Um, it's just, I feel like what you were saying, the All In show felt like a WrestleMania to me, but like in a lesser degree. Um, it's like they were trying to get every single person on the card, so that's why they booked so many t- uh, like multi man matches, right? Yeah. And I just felt like a lot of them weren't very, like, unnecessary. Uh, unless they had, a, like, a good story to them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
the reason why there were, I feel like there were also a lot of multi-man matches is because there weren't a lot of stories happening in AEW. Like, there was, only, there was only two stories that people really gave a fuck, which is Samoa Joe Punk, MJF, and Adam Cole. A little bit of Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho, but they had to do a lot of work in, like, two to three weeks to build that up, right? So, it's one of the, it's just, it's just, like, they need to get better at building up storylines, building up these things again, because they had a fucking all-out show, all, you know, all-out, which they, no one knew the fucking card of until, like, Friday, or Saturday, you know, and it's just like mind blowing. Like you're like, sh- like people are shocked, or people there are shocked that like nobody wants to watch it or that nobody fucking cares because it's like, well, yeah, you fucking waited the week of to announce matches, and then they're gonna do this every year now. It seems like at least next year, all in and all out within a week of each other. Well, if, and if they're gonna do that, they need to build up each match. And announce, I would say, more importantly, they need to announce the matches for All Out almost simultaneously as they announce the matches for All In. Like, that that seven days difference isn't really anything when you're talking about revealing matches, right? So it's it's basically, yeah, like, just let people know what the matches are ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Don't, Don't start adding, like, five matches the week of. Another thing too is I don't know, I don't know if All Out was uh, sold out or not in Chicago. I don't know if you know that or not what the attendance was. From what I'm hearing, it wasn't sold out. That's the other thing too. I feel like they need to start going to places other than fucking Chicago. Because if they went somewhere other than Chicago for All Out for a pay per view, people more people would be inclined to like buy tickets to go and see it live. Like if they came here to St. Louis. I'm sure they probably would have get they probably get a sold out show because we don't we've never gotten a pay per view here, you know. Yeah. So never just shout out Tony <laughs> Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting for that full gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, like I think the detriment of having double or nothing in Vegas and all out in Chicago is like, like yeah, like, those people are spending a lot of money, you know. Yeah, and like. I mean, realistically, we could drive to Chicago, but at the same time, it's just like, it's one of those things where have it in different places. Like, it's just not, it's, A, you're you're already oversaturating Chicago with so many shows. Like, they don't only get all out, but then they'll get, like, I, I think usually they always get, like, Thanksgiving yeah. uh, shows. They just then, got Collision, the first episode of Collision a few months back. Collision, and then they probably get Dynamite again earlier in the year. They go back to Chicago so much that people are like, yo, we can't be spending our money every, especially if they're paying, like, especially when they were paying, like, I was, I was looking at seats back in the day, like, I don't want to say back in the day, but like a couple months ago, um, for like floor seats and for, for AEW, I was like, why are these floor seats costing as much as WWE seats? Maybe even a little bit more. I'm like, it's kind of ridiculous. And if you're going to Chicago every couple, every couple months, People are like, yo, we can't be spending this much money every year, like you know, like, and so people aren't gonna, are gonna stop going. People are gonna be like, you know what? I'll I'll wait till next time. Right. But then the people that didn't go this time will go to that one. But the people that went to this one will be like, you know what? We're not gonna go to the next one. So then it's a mixed match of people that are like, I just can't. I just don't have the money to to keep spending every time they come here. Right. You know? Exactly. But hey, if you come to St. Louis once. You know, for all out. Hey, we got we got some money to spend. <laughs> yeah, it's like if they can't if they kept coming to St. Louis for like an all out, like we wouldn't be able to afford to go every single time. No, and like you said, on top of that, they have dynamite, and then they have collision. collision. So it's like people are fucking broke now. Yeah, like it, dynamite will probably end up being in Chicago two times, maybe sometimes three times a year, and then at the same time. Actually, no. Even more, they just had Chicago Dynamite and Chicago Collision, so that's that's three right there. Mm, yeah, you're and right. So all out Chicago Dynamite all in one week. They're gonna get Chicago again in Thanksgiving. They probably had Chicago earlier this year. That's five or six times. We wouldn't be you and me would not be going to six shows a year. No, we'd be like, eh, well, I guess we're not going to that one. I don't got the money, bro. I can't even afford milk. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's like I can't be, I can't be spending 150, 200, $300 every other month. Like, you know, it's like this is a once, once a year thing. Mm. Maybe twice a year if, if it's a pay per view that's big, you know, and one dynamite, you know. Yeah. But it's like I can't, I can't be spending every time they come here, and which is like six times a year. So if I were Chicago, yeah, I'd be flat ass broke. <laughs> crazy so yeah i don't know but um but anyways back to punk going to wwe <laughs> um so yeah like so, again so my so my short answer is i yes i do see him coming back and finishing up his wrestling career where he should have finished it up to begin with yeah i think um i think he'll end up going he should have the Brock Lesnar deal, uh, or basically the part-timers deal, whatever you call it, because um, he's just that big of a star. Like at this point, he doesn't need to be there every week. He doesn't need to, or if he's going to be there every week, he needs to be there every week for like a month or two months. You know, kind of to build up a storyline and then leave, mm. and then come back for another month or two and then leave. You know, um, I think, I think if he goes to WWE, people there who maybe don't like him have to put up with him because I, first of all how many people do you work with that you don't like i mean thankfully i haven't worked with anybody right now <laughs> recently so I, I don't i don't get fed up with anybody but like uh when you when you are in a situation i have you know in the last job that i had i did have people that i didn't like working with but guess what I showed up smiled at their faces like hey happy to be here mm-hmm. you know <laughs> well, that's the thing too with people in WWE. like i feel like even if you don't want to work with them like they're still going to do business regardless because yeah. i feel like those are the they're the type those are the type of people they're professionals you know yeah they're not high schoolers in AEW just causing drama and a toxic environment yeah. trying to get you fired so i still want to know who that top star is though because it could be like a ray mysterio too because ray mysterio mm-hmm. is a big fan of punk um I'm sure. I'm sure if Punk came back, <laughs> Dominic would be a great. Oh fuck! Like we could do like a retro. Like they could go back. Like they could cut a promo where Punk is like, "Man, I remember when you when I sang to your sister and you tried to be a big man, huh?" Well, oh, it's like a, uh, you, you, you could play with that. But like, oh, it's, it's nice to know that you went from one mommy to another. You know, like, oh, that's hilarious. Just something like Dude, I'm like I'm there's cut- so many stories, so many matches that could be had. You um, know. Um, just like, I just feel like it's got to happen and there's not going to be another seven years. No, yeah. it's going to, it has to be, it has to be now. It has to be now. And so, but yeah, you're right. We don't know who this top star is. Maybe it'll get leaked at some point. Who knows? You know, I mean, it'd be interesting, but like Zelina Vega was like, Hey, I like punk, but she's also married to Malachi black. So there's that connection. So they know each other through that. Um, Andrade likes CM Punk, which is like. Andrade seems like the kind of guy that doesn't like a lot of people. I don't know. He gives me a vibe that's like, eh, like, I don't know. Like, you got to be cool, you know, for me to like you. Hey, I, mean, I think him and uh, Brock Lesnar have some kind of relationship because Brock Lesnar helped, I think, helped train him for his UFC debut. And Punk even came out in an interview. Uh, I don't know when it was, a few years ago maybe, before he came back saying what a sweetheart Brock Lesnar is. So maybe it could be Brock Lesnar. I think yeah, I think he said that uh, uh, Brock Lesnar kind of gave him some advice yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not sure if they if they work together, like they train together, but something to the effect of like, yeah, he gave me some advice. Like, can we talk? And he gave me some great advice and stuff like that. Um, so maybe I mean maybe they did you know train together or something, but um, but yeah, it's one. We still have yet to hear from CM Punk. If we're going to hear from CM Punk, yeah, um, maybe he's just gonna be silent until he figures out what he's going to do next what his next move is yeah um yeah i think i think so i think um i think right now you know aw needs to focus on figuring out who that top talent will be to kind of be up there with ricky starks ricky starks ricky starks is one yeah someone that they really like i feel like they've been wishy-washy with him and i feel like cm punk was one of the guys that was like like this is the guy like he's he's he's, he's a guy that we, we need and but for whatever reason after the chris jericho thing he kind of went down and like 
Like they really dropped the ball on him several times. And I think right now, more than ever, they need to focus on Ricky Starks. Sammy Guevara, they need to do something with him because he's a great talent. And I think, I honestly think they could do something with him. Like he, they just need to package him in a better way. And I think what they're doing with him and Jericho could lead to that, but they still got to, you know, like he's been there. He's been with Jericho since the start of it, and he's still here. Like he should be up here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, and I feel like they're just, they're not doing a great booking of him either. You know, like, like whenever he can speak with a microphone, he's pretty good. Like as far as like cutting promos, you know, he, but because he's not on TV as regular, um, and not cutting promos as regular, uh, it's always going to come off kind of um, timid or awkward because he's not getting mic time. You need you need to give him mic time. You need to you know get him out there talking. That's the other thing AW does that pisses me off. It's like you'll have somebody like a Sammy Guevara Sammy Guevara on one week, and then he won't be on again for like another two or three weeks. So then by that point, you're like. Well, when Sammy Guevara was on TV a few weeks ago, what was he doing? Because I already forgot. Yeah. So there's or like, he'll have like a great match with somebody like Brian Danielson, which again, All Access covered, where he had a great match with him. And then he was off television for like two weeks, three weeks. He would like come out with Jericho in the background and, do, and just be in the background or like interfere, uh, you know, for Chris Jericho in, in one of his matches. But like he wasn't. Sammy didn't have any of his own storyline to kind of branch off into. Yeah. And again, so if you keep doing the stop and go, stop and go with people, you're never going to create a star. And the only reason why MJF has kind of, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how 100% true it is, but I think back at Double or Nothing, not this year. Was it this year? Last year. Double or Nothing last year or something. I'm not sure it was double or nothing last year or it was uh twenty twenty two or twenty three. Twenty twenty two. But um back when um I think it was um double or nothing when he had that match with Wardlow, apparently he had bought his ticket and was gonna fly home and basically wasn't coming back until he reached a new deal with Tony Khan because he kinda started to see that him like his mic work and a lot, like a lot of his character work was working, and like he was getting a lot of more like pops from the fans. And um, I, like, oh man, like it's been a while since I've done a podcast, so it's like usually I'm really good with words, but um, <clears throat> but I would say that if if you're like someone like MJF, he was like, oh no, like you're gonna pay me the money to fucking do. To, to be the guy because you have no guys, you know you can't you can't rely on on these older guys because they're gonna be gone soon. Who are you gonna have when they're gone? And I think MJF kind of leveraged that kind of popularity he was getting as a heel uh, with Tony Khan to get a better deal um, to come back, and that's why he came back at all out last last year. Yeah, so it's one of those situations where they need to fucking focus on creating new stars and WWE really kind of can do anything right now. They could bring CM Punk back. They don't have to bring CM Punk back and they'll be fine. Yeah. But if they bring CM Punk back, it would put WWE in that conversation of, Oh shit, which they haven't had an Oh shit conversation in a long time. Like I think the last time it was, was Cody Rhodes, but it was kind of like, we kind of already knew it was going to be Cody Rhodes. Once, um, once we heard that that Cody Rhodes deal with AEW was done, and then once we knew that Seth Rollins didn't have an opponent for WrestleMania, it's like, oh, Cody Rhodes. It's, it's obvious. But CM Punk, it's a little different. Now, they could do something like that again this coming WrestleMania, similar to what they did with Cody uh, and Seth at uh, two years ago, whenever it was. Have somebody not have an opponent ready, and then... Have CM Punk make his return at WrestleMania? I don't know. I don't know either, but maybe. As it stands right now, do you see CM Punk on the WrestleMania card in Philadelphia? <sighs> bold, bold prediction. <laughs> Should we start booking our tickets now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I kind of want to go just because it's the 40th, you know? Like, I feel like we should go to, like, every, like, 10th. So, like, we go to the 40th, and then we go to the 50th, and then the 60th. Man, we should have gone to 30. Yeah. But, hey, we went to New Orleans. Like, we, we ended up making New Orleans. Yeah. You know, we ended up going um, eventually. But, I don't know. I kind of want to go. I mean, Nate and Lauren will be there. So, like, we'll have people there. So, I mean, I kind of want to go just to see what they do. Just to see if they finish the story. <laughs> um, but it all depends, too. So, I guess we'll find out. Royal Rumble. When C- If CM Punk shows up, that's when we'll know. For sure. Perhaps Survivor Series. I'm not 100% sure they'll do Survivor Series. Just because even though it's in November, it still feels too soon. But I have a feeling that by Royal Rumble time, we'll definitely know whether CM Punk is coming back or not. And by that, by that time, maybe we can make that decision of going to Philadelphia, getting some tickets. Maybe. You know? So I'm willing, to, sac- know. I'm willing to sacrifice SmackDown to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, that might yeah. be the last time we see CM Punk live. <laughs> it might as well be a, a fucking WrestleMania if it is. Well, we all know what happened last time. We thought Sam Punk was coming back. <laughs> we drove well, all the way to Chicago for nothing. Well, that's why well, it was still a good show. I felt like, but I mean, we'll know by then. Like you know, by then we'll know because he either comes back at Royal Rumble or he doesn't. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. If it ain't Chicago, then it's got to be Rumble. Yeah. But um, like you said about AEW not like building stars and looking at the at the future, I feel like that's something WWE is doing pretty good right now. Um, LA Knight. Yeah, they got Jimmy and Jay. Well, they got Jay. Jay. Jay's on his like as single stars. Like they've been around for a long time, but as like single stars, like um, they're on the right track for that. Mm-hmm. Um, who else they got going? Uh, Grayson Waller. I feel like has probably got a bright future. Um, maybe if they, if he stops doing this like whole Grayson Waller effect thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it depends. I don't take him serious. So it's like to me, it's like one of those things where it's not even that I don't take him serious. It's just that I don't care. And that's either on them or that's on him for not, you know, kind of making it better than it can be. I don't know. It just depends. You know, Mm. it's all the character work. I'm sure like if he's in the ring and he's wrestling, I'm sure he's a fine wrestler. But like no one gets hooked on the wrestling because of the wrestling. They get hooked on the wrestling because of the character, right? Um, or if you have a great match, you got to have, like, a fucking great match. Yeah. You know? But if you're having an okay to good matches, but you, your character isn't really there, like, that was one of the, that's one of the problems with the Ricochet. And it was perfectly highlighted with the Logan Paul thing, was, which is, like, if you give Ricochet some actual storyline, some actual things to do... He could reach, he could get to that height, I think, like a Rey Mysterio, maybe, um, with the right uh, opponents, having him work on the mic more, because he's still a little shaky when it comes to promos, but have him continuously working on the mic, but they don't ever do that with him, so we don't know his character, we just know him as the flippy floppy guy, Uh you know? (laughs) That's it. So it's like, to me, I don't know, it's... I don't know. I just want wrestling to be great. I want it to be good. I want it. I want people to get along. That's the main thing. I want people to get along. I want people to squash beef. But but you know, apparently, um, it's full of kids. <laughs> See a punk. Uh, and one company, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, from from all accounts, like Mark Henry too was like. You know, he did that whole, I think, Busted Open show where he was like, uh, okay, great. CM Punk's gone from AEW. Let's see if the problem, uh, yeah, let's see if the problem is fixed now. Like, is it? Like, he kind of was insinuating that just because CM Punk is gone doesn't mean that the issue is fixed with AEW. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. I'm not Mark Henry, but um, he's also a veteran. So I trust, I kind of trust him more than anybody else as far as like noticing things and, and kind of, Telling it as it is, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. And we still have, like I said, we have yet to hear from Punk if there's going to be any news coming out. Because apparently, you know, he will respond at some point. And Well, that's what I think someone said. I think AW said, or like, I think Tony Khan 
had a meeting or something or whatever that was like, we're expecting him to say something. Like, they're kind of expecting him to say something. But where he's going to say it, I don't know. Whether it's a Forbes interview, a Rolling Stone interview, or something interview. Because CM Punk getting fired got covered by everybody. Like, when someone gets fired in WWE or AEW, not a whole lot of uh, outlets cover it. Maybe a couple. You know? That was my whole Facebook feed. As soon as I got on that day that he got fired, it was just, like, all the pages, wrestling pages I yeah. follow. Punk's fired. Punk's terminated. He's yeah. gone. Entertainment Weekly. Like, all these, like, all these outlets that usually don't cover wrestling, they were covering it. <laughs> ESPN. I know ESPN covers wrestling, but it's, it's still crazy to me that that was, like, that was a notification that popped up on my phone from ESPN. Yeah. Breaking CM Punk. <laughs> fired by AEW. Fired. Yeah. So, we will, I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's a strange thing to think about now that he could be going back to to WWE. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that's insane. Like, I'm I feel bad with how his run ended in AW, and I think a lot of people will think that his his career was tarnished because of it. I don't think so. Like, I feel like. If anything, it just showed that uh, AEW has a lot more to do as far as like with leadership, with talent, with running a sh- with running a business in general, but handling talent, um, uh, and a lot of this stuff with CM Punk wasn't new, you know, like it's not like you and me didn't know that CM Punk could be difficult to work with or. We didn't. It wasn't like we didn't know that CM Punk, you know, um, was someone that didn't take jabs lightly. You know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna say shit about him, he's gonna confront you. You know, we've known that. Like we like it's not like me and you are shocked. You right. know, so it's one of those situations where it's like it's only tarnished if you if you completely take one side, right? But I don't completely take one side over the other. I'm right in the middle where I'm like where I'm like I see I see CM Punk a little bit less favorably, but I still like him. I see the Bunks way less favorably, but that's because I, you know, they just came off looking like like I'm, like the entire town was like, "What are you guys doing?" Like right. You know? That's the other thing too. Like how does WWE look at CM Punk now? Like say he never went to AEW or say Things never ended the way that they ended with AEW. And um, like he just kind of left on his own on his own terms. Like would WWE look I don't we don't know. We don't know how WWE looks at him right now if they even want him. Um I don't know. I if mean it's a risk to even have him, but like we were saying earlier like there's leadership there. Yeah. If Punk fucks up, you know. I think I think if anything AEW or no WWE has a little bit more leverage when it comes to CM Punk now whereas before you know if CM Punk wanted to return to WWE he would have like all the cards on his side I think now WWE kind of has more leverage as far as like okay if you come back there are going to be stipulations or there are going to be things that you're going to have to follow Mm -hmm. just from what we've seen of your AEW run you know and CM Punk is going to have to be, like, ultra, ultra nice, yeah. you know? Which, again, like, and this is something we didn't even talk about, and we're, we're, we're way over in the wrestling overtime. Um, so this is what we're going to do for wrestling overtime uh, every week is, because basically, we've gone two hours, guys, and this is, we can't have a two-hour podcast. So the first episode will drop, and... Then the second episode, we have two episodes. This is technically the second episode you're listening to right now, which is which will be called the Wrestling Overtime, which is where we basically cut this show in half and post it on like on. Let's see if today's Sunday. This show goes up on Wednesday. Uh, the Wrestling Overtime will go up on Friday, so that way you have some time to kind of decompress from everything we said on this first episode. So that's what we're gonna do for Wrestling Overtime. It's basically. It's the collision of. <laughs> <laughs> 
if this is dynamite, if, if, if wrestling with Stooges is dynamite, then wrestling overtime is collision. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. But uh, the fact that we didn't talk about this was that Punk arrived at London. Your biggest star, basically, in that company arrived at London. No, no car service to pick him up. He didn't know how to get to the fucking hotel. There was no Ubers or Lyfts because fucking all the wrestling fans were there fucking taking Ubers and Lyfts to get to to the around the stadium or hotels and stuff. So it was all booked and packed up. Like it was all, you know, uh, busy. So he had to get a train to get to his own place. And apparently from what I've heard, like every fan that met him that day helping him out trying to get to his hotel, he was nothing but nice and kind to them. You know, like... Again, we talked about this off air. Booker T said on his show that if I arrived and nobody was there to pick me up, I'm I'm getting my ticket back. I'm I'm getting a ticket to go back home because hey, like what am what am I doing here if you're not picking me up? Right. You know. And the fact that if if the report is true that Punk said to the Bucks like hey, there was a little moment at all in where he said let's let's create history, the fact that he said that even after not getting picked up <laughs> at the airport. You know, after not getting picked up at the airport, after uh, being rejected for a meeting, yeah, with them, shows who the bigger man is. You know, not that we agree with him getting physical with people. Absolutely not. You know, should he have lunged at Tony Khan and made him feel like his life was at, <laughs> <laughs> at risk? No, <laughs> but I also believe that that it it, it was a boiling point, and there was. A lot of things led up to that that you can't take, that you have to take into account that lead to that moment that's like, like, I don't know, like in that situation, if it were you, like, and this is what I always say, if it were you, if you were in CM Punk shoes in that moment and you're trying to reach out and, you know, and like every other fucking week, either the wrestling observer or fightful or whatever the uh, something housing. I, I don't even know. I think Dan Housen. No, it's not Dan Housen. <laughs> I think Dan Housen is cool with punk. Uh, but something housing, you know, are all reporting like negatively about you. And everybody has a fucking opinion about you, you know, positively or negatively, but still like, you know, predominantly negative from what we were hearing from the crowds there. It's like it, it has to get to you that like you're trying everything to fucking make it work and nobody is willing to just fucking sit down with you and talk, you know, like you would be fucking frustrated as fuck, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, for sure. So I don't know. It's it's one of the situations where, again, I don't take the buck side. I don't take punk side. I'm just looking at the facts as I see them. You know, as everybody has laid them out, but certain places have kind of left things out to kind of fit their narrative and be like, oh, I'm a Buck guy or, oh, I'm a CM Punk guy. Um, you don't always have to take sides. Like, you don't know all the facts. More facts poss- have yet to come out, probably. Like, there's probably still more that we don't know. There is more that we don't know, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but um, but from from all of the accounts, from all of the information we have, it seems like... Punk tried his best to make it work. Bucks Hat didn't want any of it. And it created a working environment for Punk. And it allowed, it created, not only did it create a working environment, but for Punk where he felt like, like nobody wanted to work with him or people in the company had an opinion about him, but it also created a work environment with the Bucks as far as like, like I said in the in the fucking the first show, it was like everything trickled down. If the EVPs aren't are brushing off punk, we can brush off punk. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than like, just you know, hopefully, if he goes to WWE, everybody's cordial with each other, everybody's respectful, you know, and fucking don't ever, don't ever take advice personally, or don't take it as like a like a slight or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, seeing Punk see something is like, Hey, you know, here, here are my final thoughts on his possible return to WWE. If he's willing to sit down and talk and work with people that he has an issue with, or they have an issue with him. That makes me think, well, he's probably willing to work with WWE people that, you know, he burned bridges with years ago. 
um, Triple H, Vince McMahon, the, you know, the people who run the company. My feeling is that there's more of a possibility of him coming back home now than it was when after he had first left because people were expecting him to come back for years. Like his yeah. name was chanted for seven years when he was gone and he never came back. So I feel like right now in this moment, in this point in time, I have higher hopes now than I did back then after he had left the first time. Yeah. So I I do see him coming back. Uh, yeah, me too. Well, guys, that is it for our first, technically second, if you're listening, uh, if you listen to this whole uh, podcast. But um, so that is Wrestling Overtime on the Wrestling with, <laughs> wrestling with Stooges. Uh, <laughs> um, like I said before, we're going to cut this up. So, it's gonna, so you're going to hear the first episode um, of Wrestling with Stooges. And we'll, it will, it'll have a name. It will have a title, obviously. Um, so that way you guys can keep up with us. Um, but yeah, that is the first episode of many, hopefully. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we actually started a podcast. We actually recorded one podcast last year that covered all out brawl out. <laughs> and I don't know. I felt like it wasn't good enough. I felt like we were kind of just doing it because we were just like, fuck it, let's do it. But I feel like now we've had time to kind of think about it more and think about what we want to do with the show and how we want it to be a format. So so I feel like technically we might have two episodes a week. We'll have the main show, which is Wrestling with the Stooges. Uh, no, Wrestling with Stooges. <laughs> I keep saying the Stooges. <laughs> we got the three Stooges, guys. Wrestling with Stooges. Um, that'll be the main show, and it'll have a title with it. Uh, so we, we, I think we'll call this one the, the, the CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the CM Punk Files. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something with CM Punk. The Punk Files. <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours <laughs> or 48 hours <laughs> um but um but it'll have a title to it and then uh wrestling overtime won't have a title it'll have a numbering so it'll be wrestling overtime one uh that's what that way you guys know that this is the wrestling overtime that's a companion to the first episode so that's how it'll be structured you know so hopefully you guys like that structure, and if, if you do, you know, we'll keep doing it. And if not, we'll, we'll try to keep Wrestling Overtime shorter. If you I feel don't, like, we'll keep doing it anyway. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like this Wrestling Overtime is just specifically a little bit longer just because of all the topics we needed to cover as far as the CM Punk stuff is concerned with AEW because it, that's the biggest thing, you know, and it was just kind of crazy to talk about because we didn't even talk about the fact that Bray Wyatt passed away. Mm, so. Yeah. But we want to give Bray Wyatt his own episode, too. So next episode, we'll kind of dedicate that episode to Bray Wyatt. And we'll also be talking about you know, what our thoughts are on a lot of what's happening in the WWE right now. And you know, what you know, AEW looks like after Punk. We'll see, we'll see what Collision and Dynamite looks like. So I don't know. We'll, 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 uh, we'll talk about that then. But until then, guys, thank you for listening to the very first week of our show to our first episode and thank you for sticking around for wrestling overtime tim <laughs> what <laughs> i was gonna say you don't want to say anything to, oh, the, to no, the people uh, no it's just uh you know i'm excited to be back excited for us to be doing this again um it's been a long time coming um I've had, we've had a lot of things to get off our chest today so it's been really yep. fun and uh just want to uh i look forward to doing more of these yep all right, guys. Well, that is it for us. Uh, tune in next week for the second episode of Wrestling with Stooges. And uh, the following Friday, we'll be releasing the second part to uh, the Wrestling Overtime. So, if that's the, again, that's going to be the structure. Every week, we release the Wrestling with Stooges podcast, then the Wrestling Overtime, where we cover things we couldn't cover on the first episode. And then we do it all over again the following week. So Wednesdays and Fridays. Make sure to check in Wednesdays and Fridays. Wednesdays and Fridays. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. 